It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry, episode 40 of Live Mike today. We were in the last segment talking about this idea of Second Amendment sanctuary municipalities, specifically counties here in Utah. It was just a short time ago that Uinta County became the first county in the state of Utah to, via an ordinance passed by the commissioners, to become a Second Amendment sanctuary county. What does that mean? Quick recap. It means that it will be a crime in the county to enforce a state or federal law which is deemed to be in violation of the Second Amendment. Now, specifically, uh, we've seen some of these Second Amendment uh, or these gun control uh, regulations and laws uh, elsewhere, which would, if applied to the new law out in Uinta County, not be enforced. For example, red flag laws is one that I asked the commissioners about. I said, hey, if if there's either a statewide or a federal red flag law, is that one that the county would deem to be in violation of the Second Amendment, thusly uh, prohibiting law enforcement from enforcing those red flag laws? And the answer was yes. If there's a state or federal red flag law, it's not getting enforced in Uinta County. There's some others about universal background checks uh, that also would fit uh, in the interpretation of Uinta County as a violation of the Second Amendment. Uh, magazine uh, capacity limits would be in violation of the Second Amendment, according to Uinta County. Well, it's not only Uinta County <clears throat> that has its... Oh, I'm, gosh, I'm so sorry. Did you hear me cough just now? In the break, uh, we've got a big team of producers. Uh, and you know what happened in the break? Uh, they very, I won't say any names. We've got a big pool of producers. It could have been any one of them. Very politely, sheepishly came in here and said, um, Lee, hi, listen, uh, we, uh, we in the last segment, we heard that... Okay, forget it. It was producer Amy. Producer Amy came in here and she said, uh, Lee, listen, we in the last segment, we noticed that uh, you, uh, we could hear you coughing on the air. You know, the, we hear at this very uh, high-tech radio station, we have, uh, as producer Gustavo pointed out, a cough button. And so if you, if you get a little tickle in your throat and you feel like you have to clear it... Uh, uh, and a cough is a way to do that. Maybe hit the cough button. You can spare the listener from hearing your uh, phlegm gurgling around in your throat. So let me just apologize now. Let me apologize now for coughing uh, in your car or in your ear or in your workplace. I've got a little something going on in my throat and I've got to clear it from time to time. You know, I'm in the speaking business. To speak, i got to have a clear throat. I'm going to cough every once in a while. It's one of the hazards of the job. But as per the direction of the great producer staff here, I will push the cough button. So if you, during the course of today's program or any program, hear a brief moment of inexplicable silence. No, don't worry. It's not a medical episode. I am merely coughing and clearing my throat. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll do so now. You'll hear silence. Just imagine me coughing. My throat is now clear. 
And now I'm back talking about Second Amendment Sanctuary Counties. We spoke about Box Elder County, the good folks up there. They're looking into it. Uh, they're working with the sheriff's office. The sheriff is important in this whole calculation because uh, the sheriff needs to kind of sign off on all this. The commissioners are obviously empowered to put in place uh, laws and rules there uh, that would govern the behavior of the sheriff. But it's good if everyone's on the same page. And so they're going down uh, this path in that way up in Box Elder County. Kane County, Commissioner Grant sent me a note, uh, points out that he uh, is a big big Second Amendment person, and he tells me he thinks that our constitutional rights are adequately watched over by the state legislature and doesn't necessarily see an urgency at the moment. Um, <laughs> well, someone just sent a text message said, wait, you're not a robot? You make human noises? Well, I, uh, I don't know how to take that. Uh, robots do things very well. I'd like to be thought of as someone who does something well, but robots are also, well, uh, robotic. I don't want to be thought of as robotic. I'm sorry. I'm being distracted by the coughing. Back to the Second Amendment deal. <clears throat> Paiute County Commissioner Bushman tells me that they are considering the same thing and will be discussing its placement on the next uh, meeting's agenda. So that's Paiute County. They're going to talk about it. Uh, well, actually, they're going to talk about talking about it. So will it become an agenda item? We'll see. Uh, next up, I spoke to this morning over the phone uh, Garfield County Commissioner Leland Pollock. He let me know that the commission will be discussing this, and it is on their agenda. Uh, they actually they spoke about it today. He's uh, supportive of the measure, and he... As they get different comments sent in uh, from the community, he says that the support from the community uh, has been overwhelming. So uh, Commissioner Pollock, he also told me he's going to send me uh, a copy of what they're working on over there. I'll share that with you once I get it. Two more counties to go, and then we're going to talk about uh, how elections are financed. Commissioner Tammy Pearson with Beaver County said, uh, quote, in an email, yes, we are considering a resolution and possibly an ordinance. So you, you see that distinction again? A resolution would be an expression of the will and attitude of the the commission and then an ordinance would be a change of the of the actual uh, law and uh, rules that govern the county. Last up, Carbon County Commissioner Larry Jensen just recently sent me a note saying, uh, very simply, they are not planning to propose a similar ordinance in Carbon County at this time. Now, that is the information that I have. It's not a comprehensive list. You know, there are, uh, is it 29? Are there 29 counties in Utah? Uh, there are a lot of them. Uh, well, I don't have that many responses yet, so I'm waiting on a few, and there are some uh, county councils. I need to speak to some of those council members uh, here as I complete my uh, investigation as to the future future of Utah being a Second Amendment sanctuary county uh, and state. Let me tell you one last thing that Commissioner Pollock told me out of Garfield County. He said uh, ultimately the goal would be to spread this belief throughout the state far and wide enough that uh, the state itself, the state of Utah, would pass a, a measure declaring this place to be a sanctuary state. Uh, which I think would be a first in the nation. There are a number of places where all the counties have passed it. I don't know if they've taken that yet to the state level. It's a fascinating thing, and you hear me use this word sanctuary over and over. This approach to the the laws uh, at both the state and federal level stem from uh, places like California, different municipalities out there which have declared themselves uh, immigration sanctuary states where uh, their law enforcement is prohibited from enforcing certain immigration laws. So now... It's folks uh, on the other side of the political spectrum which are co-opting that same tactic. I think it's fascinating. Uh, I do happen to share some of the beliefs. Uh, which county was that? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, there was one. 
Oh, yeah. Kane, Kane County Commissioner Grant, who let me know that uh, here in the state, uh, the constitutional rights are adequately being watched over uh, and doesn't seem uh, to agree with the urgency that the other counties seem to feel. I tend to believe that. Uh, we, I was a, a little bit bothered by an effort out of Representative Steve Handy uh, to forward a piece of uh, red flag legislation. I think there were some shortcomings there. Uh, Representative Handy, great man. You know him well here on this station. He and I are fine friends. Uh, but on this effort, he and I didn't find each other uh, on the same page. Uh, there are other members of the legislature who are working uh, on this on these issues, uh, looking to safeguard folks from the dangers of of those who would use firearms to commit violence. Uh, and uh, and I'm pretty I'm pleased with those efforts. And I think uh, that our state is, is doing a fine job. But nevertheless, this uh, issue of a Second Amendment sanctuary municipality is absolutely fascinating. Did you hear that silence? It was another cough. Uh, shoot, time is tight. I just have, uh, oh, I have about 30 seconds. Uh, listen, when you do your taxes this year, pay attention. There's a box that it asks you to either check or leave empty, asking you to contribute to the presidential uh, election fund. I had forgotten all about that. Uh, well, and if we have time later on in the program, I'm going to explain what it is. I can't believe I let all this time get away from me. That is irresponsible of me. But you are aware of what's going on regarding the Second Amendment here in the state of Utah. So the presidential election campaign fund, that's a box on your tax uh, forms, allows you to donate to that fund. I want to, as I, if I can find time later in the program, share with you exactly what that fund is. If not, I assure you we'll get to it tomorrow. Producer Amy will keep me on on track and I'll get this uh, fascinating little relic and I call it a relic because it reaches back in time it's not something I think is is that relevant today and yet uh, the option to contribute to this fund remains an option to us as taxpayers uh, next up we're going to be talking about Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument that's next here on Live Mike I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio it's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.